0: Welcome to Reviews with Z, that's me, and I just love some movies, TV shows, and documentaries. This podcast will be about historical and based on true events, movies, and TV shows. Also, I'm going to review some of the most famous and not so famous sci-fi movies and TV shows, as well as dramas. All right, let's do this. Welcome to Reviews with Z, episode one. And again, this podcast will be about... uh, Well, basically, I'm going to be reviewing historical and based on true events, uh, movies and TV shows, also sci-fi movies, TV shows, dramas, uh, everything that I like. So, you'll get to know me pretty well. Um, Today, in episode one... I'm going to be reviewing the Vikings. Now, this TV show um, was on the History Channel. And um, the Vikings, um, this this specific show, uh, looks like in episode one, it's starting out in uh, the East, Eastern Baltic Sea, I believe. It's, uh, 793 A.D and um it's a dark show man episode one was right from the beginning the first 10 seconds you already know that the show is going to be intense <laughs> so if you're not into intense uh drama and you know quite a bit of killing in this first episode the first scene, actually, was like, oh, wow. I wasn't expecting that. I thought it would build up to it. But, um, starring in this this series is, uh, a guy named Travis Fimmel. And, uh, now, look, I'm not uh Vikings or history uh, professional, but when it comes to, uh Movies and TV shows I really love. I can really get into a uh, historical or based on true events. It doesn't have to be exactly. I'm really into that. So this show intrigued me. Um, I'm a big Game of Thrones fan, but uh, I didn't want to start with Game of Thrones because that's more fantasy. I do like historical shows a little bit uh, more. So again, uh, this first scene, in this movie starts. It's, it's dark. Travis Fennel, is—he's also in a show that I, uh, series I was watching on HBO Max, Nat, HBO Max, uh, Raised by Wolves, I believe. What's the name of it? And that guy is good, man. So when I saw that he was in this, I was like, oh, I gotta watch this right away. And one of my coworkers actually uh, told me. Uh, if i like game of thrones and i would like the vikings so I gave it a shot and uh wow first episode i i am hooked i'm all i'm, I'm all in so <laughs> so in this first scene um they start out with him looking over this battlefield which basically everyone's already dead and it's just like some stragglers uh left <laughs> And um they're just picking off the stragglers. Got people that that they didn't kill yet. And uh so it looks like they're invading Eastern Europe I guess. The I don't know where that is. I just I know it's in Northern Europe. I uh, assume so, uh that would be north eastern I don't know. I know I, I know that Scandinavia is Close to the Baltic Sea. Uh, obviously, because the Vikings are great you know, Europe. I know that from history fast. But, um, yeah, so they're dusting these guys off, man. They don't have a chance. And uh, pretty bloody first scene. You know, the, good, the cool thing about historical shows like this, I think, is, I mean, you can read about stuff like this in history, but when, when you can depict it visually, it really sets the imagination, you know. Um, the uh, Game of Thrones, for instance, uh, I'm pretty sure, because uh, I, I, I think I've read about three of the five books, I think it's five books, and... Um, you can tell this is based off of middle age royalty historical events, and he just took you know historical things and basically made his own story. Now it's really elaborate, but I think just being able to take from real life uh, events to create is is uh, it's a lot of fun, and man, you can just you can take off going a lot of different directions, so just in the first scene, I'm already like, oh man I wonder where this is going to go and uh, so yeah, they dust off the stragglers, the uh, Lativians, I'm probably not pronouncing that right, but hey, again Um, and in this first scene, he's they're fighting, just him and this other guy, and I guess later on in first episode I find out that this guy is his brother. And uh, but then the first scene you don't know no, that just they're just they're just banging doing their And uh, after the first after the first battle the uh, the main character Travis Memo who is this guy uh, Ragnar Lothbrok. <laughs> that's a cool name. That's that's a cool name. I actually looked up um, the name and Ragnar Lothbrook. The Lothbrook, apparently it means hairy breeches, (laughs) breeches. Like basically hairy pants. Like that's that was his style. So um, yeah. So anyway, uh, the main character Travis Fimmel and. Uh, his brother, his name, I believe his name is Rolo, and uh, he's played by Clive Stodden. And I'm not really, I'm not really familiar with anything he's done, but in the first episode, he was solid. Um, So, uh, after they slaughter the stragglers, um, Ragnar, he can actually see this being off in the shadows, you know, because they're on the hillside fighting this little mini battle, and uh, he sees this thing, like almost looking like a grim reaper, but you can't see his face. It's got a staff, you know. It's got things hanging off of the the staff, like tied to it, like little, you know, uh, ritualistic things. And it's very eerie, you know, but it, you can tell he's the only one that can see it. And all of a sudden, this guy, you know, he waves his, his staff and all of the all of the Vikings that died in this battle battle that just took place. They all begin to rise to the sky. Their spirits begin to rise up to the sky. Like they're going to, they're ascending to to heaven. And uh, that was, that was, that jumped off the screen because it was like, I didn't expect to see, you know, I don't know, like that right after a, a battle like that. But he's the only one that see. He doesn't say anything, but you can, you can tell right off the start, this guy's different. He's done. Now, as he's looking at this event happening, he can hear whispers of Odin, and I'm assuming Odin is because that. I, I, Pretty sure that's the same thing from Thor. But, you know, I'm a Marvel fan. I'm a DC fan mainly, but you know, I'm also a Marvel fan, so. um, So yeah, his God, apparently they worship Odin. So he's literally like talking to Odin in his head while these souls are being raised to heaven. Like, wow, you know, they're all going to heaven. They're good. You know, you, you could kind of tell he's happy about it. Like, yeah, they're dead, but they're good. He's got a serious connection, man. And after the first scene, like, they, uh, that intro, the song, like, if that song doesn't, like, give you goosebumps a little bit, you know, I don't know, man. You need to check yourself out, man. Because just the intro song alone is, is uh, I'm probably going to listen to that before every episode. Certain shows that I like, I notice how, If you really like the show, you listen to the intro and everything. And um, so this is going to be neat because I really like the uh, intro music. The next scene basically is showing his wife and I believe it's his daughter. Yeah. And they're they're catching fish, man. They're hunting. Like they're catching fish with spears, like self-made spears. Think about that. <laughs> you know, think about that. Think about how we wake up and we're like, oh, we got to go to work. And just think about getting up in the morning and if you don't spear a fish, you don't eat. <laughs> like that, that's real life right there. Man. So we should be thankful that, you know, we've advanced to the point where we can, we don't have to. I mean, a. Oh, oh, oh. If you had a, if you went fishing with a uh, fishing rod, or back in the day, you know, Grandma used to the cane pole. <laughs> you got a better, much better chance than standing, you know, knee deep water trying to stab a fish. That's, man, talk about a struggle. So yeah, that, to me, um. You would think the men would be doing that, but in this culture, it's clearly, the women have to hold their own weight. But uh, the next scene, they, they move on to him with his son. And it's just so funny because the first scene, compared to the how they move right into this guy's family life, right? you're like, oh, okay, you know, because he's like Freddy Krueger in that first scene, man. Dude is like a death deal. Got blood all over his face. And he's you know, he's seeing spirits being lifted like pretty, pretty like whacked out stuff, man. Like dude is definitely like an assassin warrior slash you know, death dealer. So he's also a family man, diverse, you know. And you can tell the dude got some swag because just the way he interacts with his son and he's teaching them how to fight in his first scene, that's pretty cool Uh, because you can tell his son really wants to impress him but uh, he smacks him up good. so what happens is once everyone gets home from their day of hunting and training and fighting um, you can tell these people live right by the the river and the ocean and they uh, are seafarers I did do a little research um about Vikings. Not really, I'm not not gonna lie, I didn't do a lot of research. I just watched the show, but I did google this guy, um, Ragnar Lothbrok, I googled him and uh, did the googles. And uh, apparently this show is based on a a historical figure that, this this guy's, the real guy's name was um, very similar to to the show, he was uh, the Viking King Regihier, and he hung over he hung I'm sorry over 100 Christians in Paris around the year 845. So this starts in 793, but the historical figure was closer to uh, 845. Yeah. So, this dude, this is a real dude. And, uh, he, yeah, he wasn't Christian. <laughs> but, I mean, this is, uh, Vikings. So, that's Scandinavia, Sweden, Norway, uh, Denmark, norway uh Well, I think Denmark. They have a few other countries, but I, uh, I know Sweden, Norway, and, uh, those are the main countries, uh yeah, very interesting so um, after this uh, first couple of scenes they have a little family get together you know, about to eat dinner this is not a get together I mean. this is normal life most families they, you know, cook dinner and they eat <laughs> but um, the wife, her name is LaGuertha and she's played by uh, I think this lady's name is Catherine Winnick She's she's hot. She's cute. Um, they're debating because their son, he says he's twelve years old, and it's time for him to uh, become a man. Um, and the name of the first episode, is rites of passage, so they come, they go right into that. So he's he's got to become a man. So the rites of passage. Is a a process. Gotta take you away from your mom. There's no waiting eighteen. You know, till you get your driver's license. Nah, it's twelve in this culture. Um, I believe in the movie Three Hundred, which is another uh, historical movie uh, that I really enjoy. They started them at seven. Like you, seven years old. They dump you out in the middle of the woods with a knife. And if you survive, you're a man and you, you're accepted and you're elevated. If you don't, hey, make some more. <laughs> that was brutal. But it's, this is it's seemingly a little... This is actually a little more, you know, civil. Because, the, you know, the, the father takes him under the wing. And he's 12, so that's a little little better than training a kid and kicking him out of seven. That's pretty good. Cool. But um, yeah, so they they get together and they they take a trek. You know, it's, it looks like it's an overnight walk, so it's far away because they can't get there in one day. So they're gonna have to camp out. And it's just him and his son. And um, but before they leave, you know, they're making love to each other. You know, kids went the bed. Uh, after they made love, they're landed in bed. And she's like, uh, I believe the capital city uh, It's called Kataka. So a cool name. Um, she's like, hey, while you're in Kataka don't sleep with too many women. Take it easy. And he's like, well, <laughs> basically, he's like, hey, I only need you. Like my appetite is not that, I'm not thirsty like right that, girl, watch out. And she's like, oh, so what is that? Is that your way of telling me that you love me? And this dude is like, I think about you all the time. He's like, when I'm dreaming, I dream that you gave me uh, something to drink. You gave me a cup filled with blood to drink. And she's like, what the hell? <laughs> she's like, was? Well, is that supposed to be good? And he's like, yeah, it means that you're giving me your heart. And I'm like, damn. Kid dropped some game on her. She was like, oh, yeah, just take me again. Round two. <laughs> oh, man, you know, because the blood, the heart, she's giving her the heart. You know, it's pretty slick. I think I might have to use that with uh, Fancy breeches. Harry Bridges. (laughs) No, anyway. So they do their thing. She give him his little warning, you know, chill out, don't be out there, you know, being messy. And he's like, Nah, you good. But I like that fact that she's like, Hey, you know, you can do what you want, just don't don't get too crazy. Versus, you know, and, and it's like by giving him the option, and he's like, Nah. I don't even need that. It's like a much easier way. But hey, that's a whole nother podcast. Where am I this Because uh, this show has got a lot of beats and values, so. Let me not get sidetracked. But I thought that was really cool, the way uh, the way they handle their relationship and stuff like that. So, she, I really like her, right, right off rip. I mean, she's hot. Fact that she allows her dude to have his way and and respects that he's going to take care of things. That's beside. So they take their little travels and um, they're standing they're standing in the woods. They make their little camp. Him and his son. So it looks like they have two kids, uh, a girl and a boy. Of course, the girl's saving the mom. She's younger. Um, She probably looks about. 8 or 9, he's 12, so, um, while well, right, they're camping sleeping over in the woods, you know, about to go to sleep for the night, not camping, what am I talking about, it's not camping, <laughs> but, uh, you guys know what I mean, he's laying there, he's telling his son, like, hey, let me tell you about the time, how I got your mom married, and you know, I know these are some tough people, but the way he lays this out is like, Wow. <laughs> like I don't know. He's like, you know, you know how I got your mom? He's like, Yeah, how did you get mom? He's like, um, uh, you know, I stepped to her like, What's up? I wanna be your man, I want you to be my wife, blah blah blah. And she's like, you know, I'm good. I'm good. I don't really need a man, you know, I, I got this huge, uh, humongous bear that protects my home. And I also have uh, a ferocious hound, this huge hound and this bear, big, big ass grizzly bear. So she's like, I don't really need you, (laughs) right? So he's like, all right. So he goes out and he's like, all right. He kills the bear. And then he strangles the hound with his bare hands he comes back. I'm like, all right. Now what's up? She's like, you know what? You impressed me doing that. uh, You know, considering the fact that now I don't have no protection. Why don't you hang around a little? <laughs> we'll see what's up. <laughs> and uh he's like, yeah, so that's how I got your mom to marry me. And he's like, yes. He, he looks at his son. his son is just laying there looking at the stars. It's like is that how your mom told you? It <laughs> sounds like pretty much. <laughs> it turns over and goes to sleep. <laughs> that was a good scene. Um The visuals in this first episode are really good. Uh they really put some some money. This is not cheap, you can tell, you know. I really don't like sci-fi shows are cheap and sets are cheap. Uh you can kinda tell within the first couple of minutes. And this show, like, they, it's a big budget show and uh, the visuals are very wide and uh, you, can, you can tell they, they spent a pretty penny on this. So um, of course, <clears throat> leaving your wife and daughter at home and I don't know if this would be, yeah this would be considered the middle ages. That's going to be some safety precautions and almost immediately. These two uh, riffraff, these, these these two guys just roll up on their house like, hey, what's up? And <clears throat> she immediately tells her daughter, hey, go to the back, get out of here. I'm going to handle this. So she runs out. And these dudes are all nasty, their teeth all grimy and dirty. You know, you can tell they ain't took a bath in, in days or weeks. And they're like, hey, we know your husband is gone. But she's like, and what y'all want? I mean, <laughs> I got whatever you need. I got drink, I got food. Other than that, kick rocks. And they're like, we'll take the drink and food after we get what we want from you. <laughs> she just, she just kind of like, What was cool about this scene is, the typical woman, you know, and this is what let me know right off the rip, she was different. She didn't even get scared. She didn't see, show fear at all. She's just like, oh, okay. And she kind of like turns around, almost kind of like inviting them in, like, come on in. And she walks over to the furnace fireplace And there's like a Hot Poker just laying right there. And they rush for her and try to attack her. (laughs) And she she doesn't kill these guys. But one by one with that Hot Poker, she dismantles them. Like she disarms them because they both have blades. She disarms them. She sticks that Hot Poker in one of them's like stomach. And like scars him, and then the other one, she like hooked it around his his ear and his neck and it ripped it. Oh, it was gory. And they went off running. She dusted herself off. Next scene, no problem, not even a scratch. And this is a little woman though. She can't be more than one thirty, if that. One hundred and thirty pounds. She handled that, my man. Like, So yeah, so after that scene, we get to um, them getting to Catacut, and he's meeting up with his brother, and this is uh, Ragnar and his son. His son's name, I believe his son's name is uh, Bjorn, Bjorn, cool ass name, Bjorn, and uh, so they get to Catacut, and the king, well that's not a king, he's the Earl, the Earl of Catacut, call this big meeting because, you know, they're about to go on some raids, so they call all the able warriors, you have to come if you want to keep your land basically have to come, so since his son is 12, hey, it's time for you to step up, so he brings his son and that's basically his son comes to this big meeting and he gets almost kind of like their baptism like, hey, you're a man you know, and uh that's a big scene and it really emphasizes the hierarchy of this culture because at this meeting you have not only are they they're talking about hey, we're going to go raiding and before we do that let's take care we have a few thieves that have been arrested and we have some things we have to take care of kind of like he's like the judge as well so the first guy they have come up he's the thief and first he gives these guys you know he tells them what's gonna happen and thief he's like hey tomorrow you're gonna run the gauntlet with stones debris whatever rocks So he basically had to run through a crowd of people while they were storing bricks and stones trash, all kinds of stuff. And he's looking like, what? I I got accused of being a thief, and you're not going to execute me? He's happy as as shit. Like, appreciate you. (laughs) So they shuffle him off. He gets ready, you know, because... Basically, they're like, hey, tomorrow you're going to run the gauntlet. We're going to throw bricks and stones. It's like the bailiff kind of dude. He's like, hey, if anybody fails to throw a stone at this dude while he's running through the crowd, you're going to be fine. So you have to throw a stone. These stones were not small. (laughs) These are knockout stones. Um, So the next dude come up, and he's a murderer. Oh man. So he's debating... You know, he gets to speak up for himself. Hey, why did you kill this dude? And he's like, hey, it's super self-defense. So the dude's sister, she's there because everybody's there. If you have an issue with a neighbor, if you, if you you know, like Ragnar's bringing his son, this is like the global, not the global, this is like the community uh, council meeting. Um, so everybody's there. So she's like, hey, nah, this guy killed my brother. They were disputing over property and he just he just killed him. And the dude was like, nah, you know, he, he came at me first, so I had to defend myself. And so the judge is like, Well, you know what? And you can tell the uh the Earl, you can tell right off in this this first couple of scenes in Kotka that he's 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 a chump. He's he's not gonna give you justice. He looks at the dude like Basically like, nah. Because the the sister's like, hey, you didn't you have the rule in Kataka, if you kill somebody, you can't pass two houses without witnessing, telling somebody else, Hey, I just got into a fight with this dude, I had to kill him. And the rule is if you pass more than two houses, you're gonna it, it's a legal You basically just broke the law. Self defense, you go to the next house or the house after that and let people know what happened so they can serve as witness, you'll be good. But in this case, he's like, hey, I didn't want to knock on the first couple of houses because I thought his relatives might be there. And the Earl is like, nah fam, (laughs) you broke the law, so I don't care why you did it, so. You know, how you want to be executed because the penalty for doing that, murder is death. And the dude was like, nah, you already knew about us disputing about this property. So you just trying to take my property. And he's like, look, this is what it is. How you want to die? You at least get to choose how you're going to die. And the dude don't even argue. He's like, all right, beheading. He just walks out. Like, all right. They take him to the back, like back to the cell. I'm just like, man, this is this is not typical middle aged people because the Anglo Saxons in that situation, they were begging and pleading, oh, please don't kill me, please don't do anything, sire. <laughs> but these dudes is like, all right, all right, bet that, whatever. So, that's. That's how the first half of the uh, first episode goes. Yeah, and um, continuing here with Cat Cut. Now, like I said, this society is. They are different. Um, nothing like the typical middle-aged crusader type of uh, cultures that you typically see, the Knights in Shining Armour type of stuff. These people are like, native to the land. So while they're could have having this meeting, um, there are two boys that are becoming men that day. One of the boys are uh, Ragnar's son. Um, Buren. Buren Ironside. (laughs) That's a tough name. Buren Ironside. You you know you gotta be tough. You gotta know how to fight. Ironside? Iron Mike Tyson? You know? Come on. That's a lot of pressure. (laughs) But at this time, it's just Buren. But, um... So, Buren becomes a man. He... He's called up. Well, actually before all of that happens, like they do have to vote. And in, in the scene where they vote, whether the guy gets stoned, the thief, or whether the uh, killer gets executed, everybody has to vote. So they do the vote. Everybody's hands go up. And this is for the killer. And his son is the only one that doesn't put his hand up because he doesn't really know what's going on. He's like, well, you know, I don't think after he what he just saw, he's like the guy's, you know, defended himself. But the Earl is like, ah, now you broke the law. I don't care what you say. So they vote. Everybody knows basically you have to go with what the Earl says or you're going to have consequences probably on the back end or after the meet. So everybody's hands goes up. So he has to kind of tap his son, like, hey, you got to vote too. So basically, you got to condemn this guy to death too at 12 years old. And that's like the first, you know, his first sign, you know, like, hey, you know, I'm becoming a man, you know. Um, And actually, I skipped the part, yeah, because um, before he even left, he went to see... This soothsayer, like this, this uh, black magic person, like the spiritual person of their their village, <clears throat> and he, you know, he, him and his son. He's like, hey, you know, tell me what's gonna happen for the future. of uh, Me and my son. He's like, hey, I can tell you your son, or I can tell you you. Which one do you want to know? He's like, I really want to know about me. So the guy's like, you're destined to do great. And he's like, I knew it. <laughs> the look in his eyes, you know, this guy has like deep blue eyes. He's, he's like, ah, I knew it, the look on his face. It's like, um, so how do I, how do I do this? You know, so um, that's a cool scene. Cause it kind of like sees, you know, he's seeing these visions and now, now the um, witch doctor is telling him, hey, you're, you're going to be great you know, and he does tell his son before they get to the meeting when they're sleeping overnight it's like, hey, you know things are going to change because if I have to go to raid which is basically war with uh, the Earl or for the Earl you're going to have to protect mom, you know and the sister so the kid is like, whoa, what? That's that's your job. It's like, not if I leave. And then so this second instance where the kid is like, oh, I gotta vote for this guy. To, you know, so I understand why they named the first episode Rites of Passage because you're seeing his awakening to responsibility. And so he votes the guy, you know, to be killed. And uh, so, they go on to the, the rest of the meet. And Rolo's like, hey, you know, where are we going to raid? And the, the Earl is like, "Yeah, we're going to the same place we always go. East, east uh, Lombardia or wherever. I, I think this was like Germany or Poland. I'm not really sure exactly. Because um, in the first episode, um, Ragnar is like, I'm tired of, you know, when he meets with his brother, you know, they had, a, they had a cool scene in a bar kind of thing with him and his brother and his son. And his, his son is like chugging a uh, a cup of beer and uh, the uncle's like, hey, you looking you looking a, little, a little, you alright? You doing okay over there, uh, nephew? <laughs> he's like, man, just go lay down, man. He was dead drunk. So, um, <laughs> the acting in this show is really good he, they make you believe you know they make you almost forget that like, they say cut and then this is makeup and stuff so. uh, very good acting so far um, so he's telling them you know we're gonna go back to the same place uh, bro it's the same place you always send us to the east uh, cause they're in Nordic so They're they're sailing, I'm assuming they're sailing south, over the river, south, you know, east. And he's like, we should go west. We we never went west. And Rolo's like, we're going to go west, you know. So I had the big me. Jumping back to the meeting, they're questioning, hey, we don't want to go back east, (laughs) fam. We're trying to, uh, you know, do something different right? And only Rolo and Ragnar speak. speaking. Everybody else agrees, but they're just scared. You know, you see how he just did this other guy that basically just self-defense and he saw an opportunity that if I take him out, I can take his land. So, nobody else is really saying that and it's like, hey, it's my boats because they're raiding on boats because they're seafarers. It's like, hey, it's my boats. I'll tell you where to go. Anybody else got a problem? Pick rocks. And that's basically what it is, you know, hey, you get your own boat. So basically exactly what he does. His way back from uh he goes by and he visits this guy uh, that seems to be way out in the outskirts. And I think I think they're in Sweet. I'm not because in that second scene with their wife and daughter, I think it's said so there. I could um He visits his friend, Floki, who's who's kind of like, almost kind of like the crazy guy that lives on the outside of town and nobody really bothers. But he's not really crazy. <clears throat> but only a handful of people really know that, right? It's almost kind of like the real crazy people go to him for advice <laughs> that's kind of like I was seeing because it was like he was acting all crazy but Ragnar is like hey you know I need you to build some boats because this this Earl dude is tripping and it's like hey, man, you go against the Earl man dude is vicious like he run that whole capital like, that's his you know Got all the money, you know what I mean? So, but Floki is his dude. Floki's like, I don't depend on him anyway, you know. And Ragnar's got a son with him, and this is his first time meeting Floki. So, Jorn is looking at Floki like, Dad, why are you even talking to this dude? This dude looks crazy. That's the look on his face quickly you find out that is very smart more than likely he's you know you know like carpenter slash engineer so he's telling him hey we, we got to pick the right trees and I can build you any kind of boat you want now the problem with wasn't just the boats um, So after he makes this deal with Floki like hey last time we went raiding, I still got some coin. And that's it. That's all the money I got to my man. I'm gonna give it to you. You gonna cut these trees down. You gotta pick the right trees. Cause you know how to make the boats. So that's what I need. So here's the money, make it happen. Then he, you know, he, he links up with his brother. And uh, that was the trip because He's talking to his brother, he's telling his brother, hey, look, I got this device that if we put it in water, we can tell when we're out in the ocean, when we're out at sea, we can tell it was kind of like a compass. And his brother's looking at him like, dude, what are you talking about? Like, we're going to get lost. Like, nobody's ever went west. Gonna you know, sail off to the end of the earth. <laughs> you know? It's like, everybody knows you can't go west. It's like, nah, man, I'm telling you. This one dude, you know, I met this traveler. This is traveler, like, hey, this compass will use it the right way. When you're out at sea, you'll know which way you're going. So, you can go west safely. And, and you don't have to, not, not to worry about So, he shows them how to use it basically it's all dependent on the Sun to where the shadow of the Sun and you have to mark it a certain way you can know where you're going because the Sun basically it made it look like it was a clock but it was it's a compass so now he's like alright so what about when it turns dark what are you gonna do then we're stuck so he pulls out this um, They don't really say where he got this stuff from, but I'm assuming when he went to Catechurch, he bought it or acquired it some kind of way. He pulls out this crystal, and uh, he holds it up to the sky. It's like, hey, as long as we have this crystal at night, when you look through this crystal at the sky, you can still see the sun, even though it's dark, even though it's nighttime. So we'll still be able to see where the sun is at and still be able to Go west. So that that was their whole thing was to make sure they go west and don't lost sell off the end of the earth <laughs> So his brother's like, "Bet, like, all right, let's do this, right?" So I got dude making my boats. I got bro, he gonna get some dudes with me. He gonna get, he gonna gather a crew, and. The brother's only thing was. I don't want to be on a crew or a ship. To serve under you. We're equal. He's like yeah we'll be equal. You know. I won't be over you. You won't be over me. But with the men that we bring. They're going to be the both of us. The brother's like alright. So they handle all that. he's like I gotta go kiss. Goes outside. And he literally leaves him with the wife five minutes. And this dude immediately makes a move on the wife. Like he don't even hesitate. And it's his brother. Don't make don't even blink. Like he ain't three steps out the house. And he's on. It. You know, and he's like, hey, you know, drop that zero, get with the zero. <laughs> That's some old school. That's an old, old school saying. If you've never heard that, but that's, that's like some 70s jive ch- chicken. But he's, he's spitting his game. He's like, hey, look, this is it. This is my chance. She shut down. Look, dude, you can fight and all that, but you trash. <laughs> so as she tells him that, Ragnar walks back in the house. Now while Ragnar is outside pissing, after he takes a leap, he's, he has another vision. He's seeing these hawks, and it's basically everything he's seeing is like Odin, Odin, the guy is like talking to him, like, dude, you gotta do this, you gotta do this. So, he comes back in, he, he's hyped, like, oh man, I just saw, you know, but before he can say anything, he looks at his wife's face, Lagurtha, Lagartha. And she got this look on her face like, I'm about to kill this. Guy. And he's like, bro, good night. <laughs> Get out there. Move around. I'm about to come in here and let you know all this stuff that you know, all the plans, like we about to do it big, and you in here trying to smash my life okay? Kick <laughs> and he, she didn't even have to say nothing just the look on her face i was like man now you gotta go on a, a, a voyage with this guy. so this first episode and um the only problem with this whole plan is he gave his hand up to the uh the earl by telling the earl hey why we're going east we should go west the earl was like kick rocks your own boats so when they left the meeting, the Earl is like, "Look, I don't trust them dudes, man. Follow them." So the last scene, you know, I, I've seen a few months go by, and um, you got the three of them in the boat. They're sailing down the down the river, and they get into the open water, and it's like, uh the boats. Well designed great. Floki's like, I did it, he jumping up and down, cause this is like this is like the first time I'm assuming he designed this type of boat. Because this is a different type of boat. Long boat. And um while they're sailing down the river, the guy that the Earl sent to watch them is on the cliff watching them. right? <coughs> Wow, he was right. These guys, they made their own boat. Like, this is like, because these are nobodies. This dude is, like, basically a farmer, you know, fisherman slash farmer. And now he had built his own boat. So, he's about to snitch on him, right? <laughs> he's about to get snitched on. So... I'm I'm excited for episode two because um, somebody gonna get caught up before they even go on the raid. Somebody's gonna be dealt honestly. And then this brother thing, like she should tell him that. Man. I don't know that that was good. Just because he didn't he didn't wait like, <laughs> like that was the whole reason he came over here. Like oh uh, you wanna you wanna go go on your own raid huh you know yeah I'll come over and talk to you. Are your wife there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'll come over there. Like man that was lame. But uh, yeah he shouldn't have told Earl. Earl was going to do do something. Great. And uh, Earl basically threatened him in the meeting like hey look um you know that land over there that you farming. First of all, we only have a handful of farmers. Most of the people are warriors and, you know, mercenaries. You over here, you got a little farm. It's quite a few people in here that want this farm that you got. So you know what? You know, you don't go on the raid, you might find yourself without a farm. Or worse. You know, Ragnar didn't listen because he's been having these visions, like, and. You know, this soothsayer or a witch doctor told me, hey, I'm gonna be I'm gonna do big things. So he's like, get off that. So I'm definitely gonna uh, guess that he's gonna try to kill him before the raid. And we'll see what happens. So That's the first episode of Reviews with Z. Again, we're doing the Vikings. Uh, I will be uploading every Sunday, uh, next Sunday. And um, maybe I'll be doing a few um, movie reviews during the week. But Sundays, I'm going to be uploading. Um, (laughs) Hmm. This first uh, episode of Vikings, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, for my reviews, I'm going to use a five-star system. Of course, five stars is excellent. Four stars is great. Three stars is good. Two stars, low average. One star is trash. Garbage. So you don't want one star. That's like the Death Star, Darth Vader Star, Lightsaber, Darth Vader. You don't want that. Avoid... The Death Star. Um, <laughs> so for this first episode, it definitely is not getting a uh, Death Star, no Darth Vader, no lightsaber for this one. Uh, first episode, I'm gonna give this a four. It was great, first episode. It didn't drag along, the, the storyline is, is, is understandable, it can go a lot of ways. It's a little bit of action, not a lot of action. Um, they really kind of just introduced the major players with uh, the Earl, Rolo. Um, so I give it four stars. Um, so that's it. That's the first episode. i uh, see you guys and gals on the next pod. Same time, same channel. Thanks.